0: And today we are joined by my good friend, my brother. And he's been on the show before. I think you've been on the show before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're joined today by Dr. Jamal Loving. So Dr. Loving, welcome
1: back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Emily. It's nice to be back, man. Always nice to see and hear you, brother.
0: Man, I, you know what? In real, while we talking, we actually got to meet since last
1: time. So I actually, yeah. we got to meet in real life. Yeah, man. That's why conferences are great and necessary, man, because there are people that you, especially now, get to meet online through Twitter and other methods. You start to get close, really like to, you know, get to know one another. But it's not the same as when you actually meet a person in person and you can hang out. and Y'all have everybody's at dinner and all that right there is just different. And so as much as I enjoy our ability to connect with one another apart, I think that's awesome. I think it's also very cool to be able to get together and and really Settle down and meet one another face to face and I enjoyed it so that man, was fun
0: it was a blast. I had a blast. Carson put on a good conference um mm-hmm. excel this year was phenomenal. We enjoyed ourselves I mean, I think everybody that I talked to really enjoyed having that time to fellowship together and have some drinks and even get some practice management stuff, you know what I mean get all kinds of stuff so it was a good conference it was good. it was I, useful
1: in all the ways, man. I had a great time, definitely nice. intending to come back so
0: absolutely that's just a Shameless plug for Carson Wealth and what they're doing over there at the Excel (laughs) conference. It was uh, awesome. If you didn't go this year, make sure you go next year. For those of you that aren't financial advisors, we'll get back to the regular stuff that we're supposed to be talking about. (laughs) But uh, man, today I wanted to have Dr. Loving on and just pick his brain on what he's been working on because we had a great conversation while we met in real life. And I said, man, we got to get you on the show and just talk about what's going on. So first of all, the listeners that may not have heard that first episode, if you tell them a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then we'll jump into what's going on now.
1: Okay. Well, my name's Jamal Loving. I'm a finance professor at University of North Texas at Dallas. We actually just started, mm-hmm. this is our first semester now, with our personal financial planning track within finance. So it's actually, eventually we're going to have a CFP board registered, but we just now started offering the classes that can lead towards the CFP. So I'm excited about that. Great things. I'm, I, uh, University of North Texas, at Dallas, for those who don't know, is a majority minority institution. So it's mostly Hispanic and Black. And so we have a lot of people who are trying to increase their diversity numbers from a lot of different corporations, specifically from finance, who are coming around and offering us a lot of support from one of these CFP board registered PhD programs. And so as I was going through the program and, you know, even doing my dissertation and even my research now, I have a heart for working with underrepresented minorities and discussing and researching wealth and wealth building within these communities, these minority communities. And so a lot of my work and a lot of my interest is about using the tools and techniques of financial planning. Okay, so using the tools and allowing people the opportunity to gain wealth and gain it more effectively. And also increasing the amount of financial planning and financial literacy within these communities. And basically putting people in a position where they have the best chance at success. That's what I'm all about. And so to that end, you know, I do that on the university side. I also speak on behalf of mutual fund company called Delaware Funds by Macquarie. And so I talk on the topics of increasing diversity and financial planning and the future of financial planning with regard to that. But i also talk about it in terms of generational wealth and generational workforce change and the millennial mindset and how things change as we move from generation to generation and how financial planning is being affected by newer generations and the technology that is surrounding all of that. And that's a lot of the growth and a lot of the change that's being propelled is happening in the technology space. So to that end, that's where Emlyn and I were spending a bunch of time talking in Vegas about some of the things that I'm doing in the tech space. And so there's this company that works with small businesses and optimizing pricing and optimizing the way in which they do business called the union, Y-O-U-N-I-O-N.
0: I want to jump in real quick, though, before we got to that, because yeah, you yeah. said
1: something about the university
0: and it just all clicked right now. You said it's heavily yeah. Latino and heavily Black and Latino over there in the school, in that area. And we got the BLX program. And I don't know if I talked to you about that while we were there, but we should have talked about that. So the BLX program and this just we just talking now. People know this is real. Yeah. <laughs> BLX program is the internship program that we started last year's for. Well, it's called Black Next and it's for Black and Latinx aspiring financial advisors. We will talk yeah. more about that after this because we need to get some open enrollment. Is right. We're enrolling people right now. We got another couple of weeks left. So okay. we have some of your students in it. And uh, yeah. yes, we'll talk about that when we get done with this though, for sure.
1: No, I'm all about stretching <coughs> while iron's hot and using every available tool around you, including those who are willing to help you at, and blaze the trail for you and set up scholarships for you and all that. I don't think we've ever had a richer landscape when it came to people who are now ready to put their money where their mouth is Mm -hmm. in terms of diversity, in terms of really understanding how harmful race-based wealth gaps can be in terms of society, there will always be wealth differences that you'll experience, right? There'll always be some people who manage their resources better than others and end up having more. What you don't want is, especially in a place that has a racially charged past, those differences to be based on wealth in any way that's other than by chance, right? And so to the extent that you can alleviate those issues in the statistical tie between having less wealth and being of any certain hue, the more that you can move towards what some people would call a colorblind society. I'm not calling it a colorblind society. I don't think you need to be blind in order to respect people equally, but what I want is for people to have a real equal opportunity, regardless of background. You know, that's, that's my pushing. So when I talk about using all of the tools that are available, the people around you who are willing to help, but also the technology that can help to bring down the costs associated with having a financial planning engagement with doing high quality business management within your own small business with tying into the financial services community in a way that can be efficient and actually work to push you towards where you're trying to go. I think that those things are very promising. And so I'm sure we talked about my app, Phenomantic, right? Where it's a financial workbook for couples where they talk about their financial past and what their expectations are and the financial successes and failures that they've had. And they share these answers with one another as a couple. And so what you can do with that is facilitate conversations that people do not have. Nobody talks about these things until stuff goes sideways. But these elements, these fundamental elements of how you govern yourself and what your expectations are are gonna weigh heavily into the success of your relationship. So my goal is for people to get these conversations on the table as quickly as possible. So I started out writing a workbook and then I was like, if we're trying to do it fast and make it so that people can actually access it and work with one another, then it needs to be, you know, we got to have it technologically enhanced to be in an app and they could, you know, do what folks do, look at social media tearing us apart. doesn't have to be that way. These yeah. are just tools. We tearing yeah. each other apart because that's how we really feel about one another. That's a whole yeah. other story, right? are really right. like, oh, this technology is tearing us apart. No, you just seeing, it. You just seeing where people really think, right? Because they're saying it. Before they said it, it just wasn't broadcast in the place. It's like the stuff that we see with these police videos. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, oh, when did the police go crazy? They're probably on better behavior now than ever before. Mm -hmm. Just because of the fact that there are these, you know, some checks and balances out there, Mm -hmm. right? It was just out of sight, out of mind for a lot of people. But for some folks, depending on the neighborhood that you grew up in, you saw this all the time. You never needed a video to know that police could beat up somebody because you watched it happen. Right. Man.
0: Or it happened to you. Exactly. <clears throat> even worse, right? So I'm thinking about all the stuff you're saying, which I'm in total agreement with all of it. Where did the passion come from to start helping? Because I know you're a professor, right? So where did it come from? Because you got a passion to help and make this. And then some of the connections that you make only yeah. come from your work with people. Like even the name for the app that you're talking about, that's because you've been working with people. And you
1: know that there's a disconnect in people and in this, but first the passion, where'd that come from? I mean, I think it came from my family and just a walking on the foundation type story, right? I had parents that really raised me, sewed into me, and had expectations for me. My dad is a financial planner and has been for about 30 years. So I've been around this since I was a little boy in terms of people talking about financial responsibility and how finance can be used to elevate a person's state, the way that they actually operate in the world. You see people who your dad worked with that started at $25 a month and now they're multimillionaires, Mm -hmm. right? Well, then you start to see, okay, this is a means by which you Mm -hmm. can start to square this horrible circle when it comes to certain groups and their lack of access to what, you know, he's a retired Presbyterian minister. He would always tell us as kids, people are more important than things. Mm-hmm. And that's just one of those things that was drilled into me from a very young age. So even when I think about finance, I always draw it back to the individual. So even the most abstract idea, I start thinking about functionalizing it using individuals, households, actual people. So when people talk about unlimited interests into a workforce, I have I cannot, but I have to be able to think like, wait a minute, is that really a fair assumption? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, no, it's not really. But can we potentially start to move in that direction? Well, yeah, do we have the tools to do so? Sure, that's what technology does. It bends the curve, shortens the time to get to and learn how to do things, right? And it also brings down the cost. So when I do these presentations on how in terms of track and field Mm -hmm. but it's typically in long distance events right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. long distance running but Julius Jago is a javelin thrower now anybody that's been around the javelin knows that the people the Finnish the Germans those are the Nordic teams are the ones that tend to have the best javelin throwers Mm -hmm. Julius Jago learned how to throw the javelin by watching YouTube he learned (laughs) learned how to do it by watching YouTube and he was a silver medalist and the Rio de Janeiro uh, Olympics, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? So the whole world has changed in terms of the possibilities that are out there. And so it's it's our responsibility as people who have been blessed enough to know what we know, to try to push the frontier and make those the tools that people can use today to lift themselves up. And it's still not a bootstrap thing, it's just people working with other people to move themselves ahead. But you can work more effectively and efficiently with more people now than you could in the past because of the way the technology enables you to do so
0: absolutely what would you place in taking technology in the communities of color let's talk a little bit about that just technology in general in the, in the communities of color because I think when I'm thinking about you know I feel like this is a place you know i'm we're out here in California right you know afrotech they got that out here every year in Oakland mm-hmm. and this beautiful thing right afrotech is a beautiful thing
1: but how is tech impacting communities of color? How is it? It's impacting us greatly as groups online and mm-hmm. things that people are scared of. Like one of the first things that comes to mind is the beehive. Mm-hmm. I would never, I have absolutely, let me use this as opportunity to say, hey, Beyonce, Not she's sure. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. but, but I never want to be on the bad side of the beehive, mm-hmm. right? The same thing with Rihanna's Navy and the general sort of amorphous concept Known mm-hmm. as black Twitter mm-hmm. right? oh yeah <laughs> so, like with everything, right, if you let black folks in, mm-hmm. right well we are going to, we're going to do our thing when we get there. we're going to do it like mm-hmm. we do. The problem is we're in in the influence, but we're not in the money yet. yeah, but that's changing. <laughs> you know that's the thing Damn, all their shots and ways that black folks haven't been able to. Mm-hmm. Wealth is the thing that makes you a shot caller in the capitalist mm-hmm. country. And I think that's that. That's where we're going, is more opportunity. But I think the important thing to recognize is that's not just for a certain select number of people. Those opportunities are out there because of the technology and the reduced cost associated with some of these things. Now that starts to increase the availability for literally everybody, for that next Julius Jago for everybody to have the opportunity to do greater and better things and to move capitalism to a place where it's more effective for the things that it is good for doing. I always tell people, I am first. My name is Ajamu. Ajamu means he fights for what he wants. My parents have said no to all kinds of toys, but there's one thing that they never, actually, a couple of things I've never been refused. Any new book, never refused if I wanted to buy a new book. Mm-hmm. And then when the UFC started, mm-hmm. When Ultimate Fighting Championship started, the MMA started. You had people coming in with their own systems and fighting one another. And what happened over time? An entirely new system built with the most efficient parts of all of the tools and ways to make their lives better. And so for the arenas where it's better to be service-oriented, mm-hmm. then more socialist-type solutions are likely to be working. hmm a uh, misunderstanding about some of these countries that are labeled socialist and other uh, in Europe. Yeah, they have higher taxes, but they also have the ability to own things by themselves and become incredibly wealthy too, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so those things are not impossible in those countries too. And we don't have to necessarily be as socialist as them. I just don't like people being scared of stuff based on a lot of these labels and inflammatory things. There's social mm-hmm. programs that that have been around for quite a long time, it helped a lot of people and made American life better. But not everything should be a social program. Oh no, everything needs to be market-based. Oh no, everything needs to be controlled centrally. I get tired of having the conversation. What I wanna talk to people about is what they can do to improve their lives and the lives of people that they care about. And that is where financial planning can be impactful. That is where, having these tools and fintech that can make it easier for the person such as yourself with the expertise in terms of financial planning. It can help so that you can more effectively help your clients because you can know more about them more efficiently. You can help answer questions more efficiently. You don't have to waste your time doing mundane tasks in your job, and you can spend more time deepening relationships. Am I passionate about it? I'm passionate about it because it's fundamental to me, right? I'm in a place now where I am fortunate enough to be able to pursue ideas that are all in alignment with what I believe and do and want to accomplish. And people are now coming to me with the opportunities, which makes it easier because when you're trying to seek stuff out, sometimes it can be more difficult. But now people are coming to me and saying, hey, can you help us with this? And this, you know, this past year has been the year of yes. I basically said yes to pretty much anything that was, Mm -hmm. anything that was offered. I'm like, okay, yes, yes. And and, and having a year of yes, you know, I encourage you to do it. And you know, you don't have to say anything, yes to anything that's potentially harmful, obviously. Mm -hmm. But what I found is that, yeah, I was busier, but also once you start saying yes to things, more opportunities to start to come your way. And you never know which new opportunity, which new person you meet, which new tool you encounter is going to change your life for the better. And sometimes it comes around to say yes to some of those things that are going to potentially make your life better. And sometimes you can't see it from the outset, but hey, you can't see a seed on the ground. You just keep pouring water on that dirt. And here it comes, right up out the mud. You know?
0: Absolutely. I think one of the things that, as you're talking about, all the stuff that you're working on and the people, the impact in people's lives that you're trying to make. And so, what's something that, because for you to continue going, you have to see some results, right? You, you got to see something that, that's making you feel like this is the, the, the energy, the shot and arm that, you know what I mean? That this is what I needed. And so, what things motivate you? Like, what things keep you going with the work that you're doing now? What's exciting about
1: it? Is anybody doing anything? And then what you come up with is a whole new crop. A bigger crop of young, the, the impact of financial planning on people's lives, right? When I was talking about it back in the day, it would be like me impressed it, right? yeah. <laughs> and Preston, right? Now we go to things and it's like, man, it's a bunch of us. Now it feels like a bunch to us. To y'all mm. it's probably like, yeah, we still, you know, there's still a lot more other people that we have a lot of work to do, but people like me and Preston, who when it was just me and Preston, <laughs> <laughs> that's Dr. Preston Cherry for all y'all. I'm sure he's been, he's been yeah, he on track for years. So, yeah, yeah we'd be looking at one another like, yep, yeah, well, that's it, all right. So that is the incremental, I think, growth that we see. It is it's exciting for me to be like on uh, Dr. Miranda Reader's d- dissertation and co-author with her. I see the development of the people And when you're not doing it by yourself, when you have multiple people engaged in it Mm -hmm. and you have people of all hues engaged and interested and actually making it so that people, regardless of their background, have the opportunity to engage productively, excited as I go along, because I'm getting more encouraged because you all are coming out in newer, better ways with different ideas and y'all aren't scared to push forward and when you're the only one there, you're like, well, I can't mess this up. Yeah. I I'm like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to blow this for more house than everybody else that could mm-hmm. potentially come behind me. And so you're a little bit more on edge. But now I can get a little more comfortable because now I see, okay, it's happening. We're mm-hmm. moving forward. Mm-hmm. And with the people who have expectations the way that you do, y'all aren't settling for minute changes. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you have a lot of people who are dead set on moving things forward, now you got a movement, mm-hmm. Right. And the cool thing is, this movement that you can sell to everybody. Everybody is like selling the idea of you should have a family practitioner for your physical health. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you think this is actually a matter of national security in a lot of ways, if we're going to continue to use capitalism as a way in which we exchange with one another. Right. So all of this stuff is our ability to live the way that we expect to live is dependent upon the people who are part of that society, understanding that this is the best way to govern ourselves and move forward and create opportunities for everybody. Once you get to a place where people no longer have confidence in the way that you operate, the way that you allocate things, the way in which you work with one another to move forward then bad things happen. Strife happens, people in the street happens. And we've had a lot of people in the street, but we could have more people in the street. Yeah. And so you see a lot of guns being bought, you see a lot of ammunition being bought. None of those people buying it are buying it thinking that nothing's going to happen. And if everybody <laughs> thinks something's going to happen, it's like back in the day when you put a three six Mafia in the club. <laughs> <laughs> Something It'll gonna happen. happen. You. That eerie feeling. You know what? Something gonna happen. I bet you won't <laughs> hit her. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and go over here and get a, get yeah. a drink. Cause I already know, I see people looking all squirrely at mm-hmm. each other while the song called, I Bet You Won't Hit Her. Man. I know what's gonna happen. Let oh, me man. get out of this. And so. <laughs> yeah, him have a little John of the Eastside boys, right? Yeah. yeah, that is little
0: John Eastside little John yeah. East
1: boys. He said, throw your head yeah. up, and next <laughs> thing you know. They, <laughs>
0: I guess like, it's time man, to here shut here
1: the club down. <laughs> wide open game banging in the doggo club. You know what's going to happen. You're going to oh, make a club man. for people. And you uh, encourage the soundtrack, course of the song out, is man. throw your head up. Oh, yeah, man, it's, you're like, OK, you know where this is going. That's yeah, time to right? go. Yeah. So I mean, on the positive side of things, like you can create an environment where you know something's going to happen in a positive way, too. And so that's the cool thing. And that's what keeps me inspired and passionate, but also That's why I think we're going to have a lot of uh, advancement going forward because we got to, right? This is a thing that we have to get right. And I think we are in a position where we absolutely can get it right. Financial planning is the profession that's going to have to be engaged in part in order to get it right for the individual households and people. Mm -hmm. And I think we're moving in that direction. And I think that all of the new novel compensation methods means by which you have people of sort of all, uh, all socioeconomic status gaining access to financial planning. Those are the things that can create a society where you have more people who are owners. I think the problem with capitalism is you have this distinct group of owners in many cases and you have this distinct group of laborers in a society where labor in terms of its value is being automated and many automated and its cost is being driven down in many ways. You have to start figuring out ways for people to be able to be owners and to also be busy doing something that's going to create revenue streams for them and help them live productive, active lives where they can feel fulfilled and not want to burn stuff down. You know? (laughs) That's what it comes down to. And so that's what we are tasked with in part because I think that you can see that a lot of the rage that we see out there is people feeling less powerful or feeling Mm -hmm. like they have no power at all and feeling Mm -hmm. like no matter what they do, things are useless. My job is to take people and recognize even with a little bit, you can move towards a lot. It's all about just starting off, right? Building good habits, doing things that can help you cultivate success with your own finances, but also in terms of how you handle your human capital and what that next thing you're going to do is, right. And once you start to take responsibility for yourself and start to understand that you can change your situation, then you're in a position where you can make some real impact on your own life and then the lives of people you care about in the broader society too. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that this your whole thought process around everything that you're doing, like it's all interconnected, all interwoven, and it's all trying to push the profession, push people of color, push everything forward. And it's awesome to see that. Like you said, we put it in terms like this. You said you and uh Preston was out there, even P shout out to P because you better listen to this episode too. I'll tell <laughs> you right now. You, you this, all these shout-outs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This shout out to P right there. But when it was just you two in the industry and then to have reinforcements come, right? I think it's almost like you look and it's like I've been fighting this fight, right? I've been fighting a good fight for a long time. And you mm-hmm. know, you can't get weary and well doing. I'm not saying you guys are, but I can yeah. see that just the excitement that you had when you talked about people coming in. And I think it's like after fighting for so long, you do get tired yeah. and then to have someone else come over and be like, hold on, I got you too. I'm gonna hold you up on this side. I got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got you on this side and you got someone else walk up on the other side and they holding up you and, and then they got someone else locked in their arms and you start to look down the line and said, man, it's,
1: yeah, we got something going. Oh, right?
0: oh, hold on, oh, yeah, You know what I mean? And, and I think that where we had the two voices in the industry Maybe if there's a few other people. Around yeah, around oh, man. While, but, I was, and I don't but, but, want to Yeah, you had. No, no, no. no I, Bolton, I get that, but, I'm just, but, just, I mean, right. but now you got rows and columns. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Before, it might have been a row. Now it's, a, it's like, hold on, wait, there's some people behind us. And there's some people behind them. And there's some people that are behind them. And right. there's some people that are starting to get interested now, even right. younger. There's people that are starting to make changes in their finances at an earlier. age. There's conversations about money that are being had at color houses in homes of color. There's people talking about investing in homes of color at young ages. There's people talking about cryptocurrency and there's people talking about what kind of stocks they like. And people talking about how to accumulate wealth and estate planning and all this stuff. These conversations are happening because there's more of us having them.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> you that's, know. The, that's the only way you really get there is by starting the conversation. And while conversation is great, mm-hmm. We've been having conversations for a Mm -hmm. long time, but now what we have is people who are putting capital on the line. Mm -hmm. They are setting up incentive-based structures within their management systems to create diversity within their companies because they know that it's profitable for them, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so anytime you recognize that there's value in something, then you're going to incentivize people who work for you to do it. And so the difference that we have now is not, oh, let's just do stuff, put a statement at the bottom of a page and this is going to be great. You know, it'll be, we'll have done what we have to do. Now people are recognizing that doing this is one of the things that you have to do in order to do what you need to do. In order to be relevant going forward, you have to address the fact that you're going to need to meet the needs of different types of people. And you're going to have to be able to respect people of all backgrounds. And sometimes, actually a lot of times, that respect and the ability to do so is going to come from you having some proximity to those people who will work with you as colleagues and consultants or peers, right? Because if you haven't had those experiences before and you've been saying what you want to say, without penalty, well, welcome to the new world. (laughs) <laughs> where, where, yeah, like that's, now things have changed, right? And I think you have a lot of people who never had to have, who never had to walk on the eggshells about what they, they thought or who they were going to vote for or what they said, right? Or even how they looked at people. Seriously. Right? Yeah, now you have people experiencing consequences for these things now in ways that they never had to before and it feels uncomfortable for a lot of them. But the fact is that's not going away. Because of what they need, with all those people who think that this is new, they need to recognize that black folks, LGBTQ people, women, we've been walking on those same eggshells for a long time too. So welcome to the eggshell floor. Right? Yeah, just, <laughs> just this, come right? on in. This is the floor, right? This is the floor. Everybody else is walking, yeah. in, walking on. Right? This is not yeah. different. Yeah. Just welcome to the party with everybody yeah. else. Right? And so you got watch Right, exactly. Watch watch out about what you say. And that's really what it is. It's accountability. When you ain't used to it, boy, it feels feels like, oh, wait a minute. You coming in here telling me what it is I'm supposed to do and not have done? This is weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. But look, these are the changes that are out there, right? Mm -hmm. This is the landscape that's there. What are you going to do with it? I've never seen anything fixed by whining. Mm-mm. Right? Mm-mm. Never. Right. And so whatever the landscape is, right? And that doesn't mean that it's fair and you don't address it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying how can you operate and be successful, even in this flawed system? Right? Yep. That's what you have to be able to do. And so when I say that I conceive things as fights, most of the time you get in a fight, a lot you didn't decide to be in a fight. You just didn't yeah. want. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. rarely is it fair unless it's been sanctioned by some <laughs> some athletic commission. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> Support. So you just gotta do what you gotta do with what you have with the person who may have, you know, the situation isn't right, none of this is fair, but at the end of it, you're in it. Yep. So what are you gonna do about it? How are you gonna handle yourself so that you can survive and move forward and get better? Build exactly. to functionalize it in a lot of cool ways now, and I think in many ways because of the presence of folks like you and that next generation that's coming behind you because they recognize, oh, this just isn't some topic that's falling on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. You have people who are taking this information as actionable information and they're acting on it and they're pushing the ball forward. And whether we want it to go this way or not, this is the way that is going. And so we might as well do what they're doing and make the best of whatever changes and tools are around us so we can pull ourselves further too. You see, exactly. that's life, right? Exactly. It's everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to avail yourselves the tools and you want as fair a landscape as possible to get to where you're trying to go. But it's folly to ever think that somebody else is going to get you there. Wherever it is that you want to go, if it's a good place, you don't have to take ownership. You don't have to push. It's just how it works, man.
0: No doubt about it. Like I said, man, you've been dropping dropping gems all all show. So it's been going. It's been a pleasure. Man, Dr. Loving, what I wanted to say is, as you know, this is the Minority Money podcast where we are changing the complexion of wealth. And what I wanted to do was just like usually, what I do is, as we wrap up the show, I always just ask if you had. I mean, we've been talking about tons of good stuff, and if there's any links that we need to get, I will make sure we get the links from you mm-hmm. so that we can put those in the show notes so that people can get more of what you are putting out. But yeah. as a parting gift, I always ask, what are some pieces of advice? you would mm-hmm. give to the minority money community?
1: I would say <laughs> be patient, but not too patient, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you got you to know that there have been some advances and you all are pushing for advances. I encourage all of the pushing, but I think sometimes when people get impatient, they a lot of times they'll leave. This is what I've noticed about some of my younger generation people. Now, y'all seem committed to the game in a way That's the special thing about minority financial planning community is y'all are serious and you're in it. But it's always for me to be like, okay, know that nothing happens overnight. Sometimes it's a small step and you'd like to take a big one, but just keep moving forward and recognize that crowd that's behind you. That's growing because when you got an army moving forward and you take a step forward, y'all took a step forward, and it's a whole heck of a lot harder to push you back when you out there by yourself, man, you can get pushed down. But now you have people moving together. And sometimes that takes a little bit more time, but trust me, it's worth it. Keep plugging, keep doing. We got this.
0: Man, wise words from Dr. Levin. I'm not going to add anything to it, brother. Appreciate you coming on to the show. It's always a pleasure to wrap with you, chop it up and just be in your presence, man. Cause you got, like I said, it's just coming off. You. If people want to get more, of Dr. Loving. What social medias are you active on? Where can people follow
1: you? Where can they get more of you? So at Dr. Ajamu Loving or at Dr. Ajamu Loving on Insta and Ajamu Loving on Twitter, Ajamu Loving.com. And then I have uh, you know, there's a phenomantic, f-i-n-a-m-a-n-t-i-c dot com, phenomantic.com, combo romance and finance. And then I've got a new thing going with join the union. That's Join the, and then Y-O-U-N-I-O-N, is for small business owners. And it's a way for them to optimize pricing, organize finances, optimize their lives, and it's free. Okay? And so when I talk about all the different technologies and things that I'm trying to be a part of to make special things happen, hey, I only do something when I'm passionate about it and think that it has a chance to be transformative for people. and. That's what I'm about. And I'm going to continue to be about it. And the cool thing is I know I'm not going to be about it alone.
0: Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. And like I said, thank you again. Thank you again. As everyone knows, this is the Minority Money Podcast, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. I am your host, Inland Miles Mattingly. Until next time. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now. And give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation, so please reach out to an attorney or a CPA. Or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at minoritymoneypodcast. That's f a n at minoritymoneypodcast. So we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here, and until next time.